Hey, hey, everybody. If you're listening to this, you are listening to the first free hour of this episode of The Shift with Doug McKenty. If you like what you're hearing, please consider subscribing to the show in order to access the full feature-length versions of the podcast, as well as have access to the Members Forum, where we discuss potential topics and interviews and dive deep into the overall concept of The Shift. For only six bucks a month, not only do you get the full-length episodes, but also an opportunity to co-create with me, your host, Doug McKenty, the future of the show. Go to www.theshiftnow.com or patreon.com backslash the shift and sign up today in order to help make the shift possible. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. night whenever and wherever you are listening you are listening to the shift i am your host my name is doug mckenty find out more about the show at the shift with doug mckenty on facebook and youtube at d mckenty on twitter or at the this episode was recorded on july 22nd 2020 my guest on the program today is constitutional lawyer and author of battlefield america the war on the american people john whitehead John is also the founder of the Rutherford Institute, a nonprofit organization working for the protection of constitutional liberties for all Americans since 1982. Though John has been way ahead of the curve, warning for decades about the slow encroachment of state power over individual choice, his message has become especially poignant as a result of the unprecedented moves by government to strip Americans of civil liberties during the first half of 2020. With the declaration of a state of emergency in March in order to combat the COVID pandemic, Federal and state governments have wielded far more power over the citizenry than perhaps any time since the Civil War. In many states, governors now issue edicts with no requirement to ask permission of the legislature. This breakdown of the balance of power has resulted in an outright assault on many constitutional rights Americans once took for granted. Shelter-in-place orders strip citizens of the right to peaceable assembly and even impose sanctions on those who chose to engage in religious gatherings as well. Freedom of speech is curtailed as many tech platforms have begun censorship of narratives unfriendly to the government corporate agenda. Contact tracing applications provide government with unprecedented powers of surveillance and allow for the continued erosion of rights preventing unreasonable search and seizure as personal medical information becomes available to government, which can and will now quarantine all individuals suspected of having the disease. Mask wearing is now mandatory in many states, further blurring the line between state action and personal sovereignty. If that is not enough, the fight over militarization of the police, a fight that John Whitehead has been waging for years, has finally come to a head with the killing of George Floyd by police in Minneapolis, Minnesota. The organization Black Lives Matter hit the streets decrying the disproportionate use of state violence against people of color and is now calling to defund the police across America. In response, the federal government has sent unidentified federal agents to Portland and other cities around the U.S., engaging in literal snatch-and-grab techniques by taking, quote, suspicious-looking individuals off the streets without a warrant and detaining them for indefinite periods of time. The Rutherford Institute has been busy as Americans are caught between a veritable pincher move of fascist government encroachment with the one-two punch of COVID on the one hand and militarized enforcement overreach on the other. In Battlefield America, John Whitehead described the long history of police militarization and the growth of the surveillance state that got us to this point, and had the prescience to warn us all that the current scenario was inevitable if we did nothing to stop it. 
In it, he described the growing police state and the consistent attacks on constitutional rights which previously protected the average American from the capricious nature of state violence. Now that it has arrived, perhaps we should all ask how he knew. I urge all those listening to read Battlefield America and go to rutherford.org to take a look at John's recent blog posts and stay updated on the fast-moving narrative that can only be described as America's plunge into neo-fascism. I want to thank John Whitehead for agreeing to come on the show, and thanks, John, for helping to make the shift. Hey, and I'm joined today by John Whitehead. He is the founder of the Rutherford Institute and author of Battlefield America. Really appreciate you being on the show today. How are you doing, John? Thank you. Yeah, well, very busy with all everything that's going on at the Rutherford Institute. We've been in the middle of a lot of the battles going on with the COVID uh, surveillance and all the things that we're seeing. Yeah, I imagine you guys are really busy <laughs> these days. There is a lot going on that pertains to your area of expertise. You want to um, just give the audience a little background and talk about uh, what the Rutherford Institute does and what it's all about? I was a young lawyer in the late 70s, early 80s, uh, doing cases, helping people out, trying to uh, get people a lawyer. And so I came up with the idea of starting the Rutherford, Rutherford Institute. I founded it in 1982 with the idea that I would raise money. I would get lawyers to donate their time. We would pay the legal expenses and help people out. And we've again, we've handled cases before the U.S. Supreme Court. All you go to our website, rutherford.org, rutherford.org, and you'll see what we do. We've done I've defended, by the way, my philosophy is I don't defend people based on politics. I, base, I, defend, I defend them based on the, the rights they should have under the Constitution. So, uh-huh. I mean, a lot of people I defend I don't agree with personally, but the right to free speech is so essential to keeping freedom alive in this country. And, and most Americans do not get that. One reason they don't get it is because they're not taught it in the public schools anymore at all, basically. They don't know anything. I talked to law students today coming out of law school getting ready to be lawyers. They don't even know what's in the Bill of Rights. They can't tell me what's in the First Amendment. Lawyers can't tell me anymore. So we, we've uh, the, the country's collapsed. And what I'm trying to do is uh, we do a lot of educational pro- programs. We get on shows like yours, trying mm-hmm. to get the information out, trying to wake people up, trying to get them involved, trying to get them off all the, the screen devices to, all the time and get just a little bit of time at your local city council meeting, get involved in government, do something besides sit on your butt and stare, stare at a screen. And uh, because the screen devices generally are controlled by the large, large corporations, which, um, of course, are there to milk and sell us. And they work closely with the government. As Google has admitted, it works with uh, the Chinese government as well in uh, uh, tracking our location everywhere. But that's basically the history of the group. Uh, I work with a lot of lawyers across the country. We do like First Amendment cases, a lot of Fourth Amendment cases, unreasonable searches and seizures. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, as I say, we've defended uh, thousands of people, and I've written over 30 books, my last being Battlefield America, The War on the American People, which is an analysis of the culture and where we're headed. And um, folks, we're headed in, uh, we're headed toward totalitarianism, there's no doubt in my mind, uh, and we can discuss more uh, as we go along here. And so um, the Institute focuses mainly on, on constitutional violations. You're talking about civil liberties here, right? Yeah, like uh, during the COVID thing, we helped churches that were, we had one church, the pastor was, this is like a month and a half ago, who was holding the uh, church services by cell phone. People were sitting in their cars, 17 people, 18 people in 17 cars were sitting and he was basically doing it. And the police arrived and said they were going to arrest him and find him because mm-hmm. what he was doing wasn't safe. And, but, but uh, 
this was uh, in, in Pennsylvania where people are buying uh, liquor at liquor stores and going in Target and stuff like that. And so we, we wrote a letter and said, we're going to sue you if you don't stop this and back off. And they backed off. So those are the kind of cases we get involved in. Uh, I get involved in a lot of people on street corners uh, with signs saying they want to, they hate the government or whatever, and they get arrested by the police, those kind of things. And uh, we've helped with a lot of raids of people's homes or police show up at people's doors and smash their doors open, smack people upside the head, sometimes hurt their children, kill their dogs. We've helped with a lot of cases going on those. Those things are all detailed in my book, uh, Battlefield America and, and the other books I've written, such as The Government of Wolves, mm-hmm. and the weekly, I do a weekly commentary. People can go to our website and sign up for our newsletter and get our emails and all that. We do a lot of press releases on cases we do. And, uh, uh, we're basically irritants is what I would call us. We irritate a lot of police. We irritate a lot of government officials because we're saying, Hey, there is a fourth amendment that says you're not supposed to be doing this to people, man. You shouldn't be grabbing somebody, <laughs> slamming them on the sidewalk, whatever you're doing, slow up here. And a lot of good policemen, by the way, don't agree with those tactics. 80,000 SWAT team raids in America now. And guess what? Mainstream media doesn't tell you about any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's another thing. The mainstream media is basically for dope heads. If you want to believe what you're seeing in the mainstream media, you're being very, very silly. Because, again, Carl Bernstein, Bernstein Woodward, who uh, exposes the Nixon administration, Carl Bernstein wrote a detailed article on how he discovered during his time as a journalist, I mean, a big-time hotshot journalist, how the CIA and NSA were working with the New York Times, the major networks, and editing the material they published. And now when you see a lot of these shows, the guests, so guests, columnists or guests, spokesmen are people who used to work with the CIA. Right. <laughs> I'm going, wait a minute. The government's giving us the news. We're, the news is supposed to be giving us what the government's doing and watching them. <laughs> but they're not doing that. No. And the large corporations, Google, like I say, Google, Facebook, they work with the NSA. They have billion dollar contracts, Amazon. Everything you're doing, by the way, we moved into a total surveillance system. You, you must realize that. If you don't realize, your listeners don't realize that, they're being silly because everything you're doing is being tracked. We all have, we're all suspects. And I always say this, we are the enemy now, the American people. You're being watched. The FBI has this huge facial recognition database. Every time a crime is committed in your area, your face pops up on their screen. They're watching they have a huge DNA database. They're doing familial research. They go into your, try to go into your past. They have access to uh, ancestry's data, DNA database where they can go in and check out who your ancestors were or you, were you related to a rebel or something like that or mm-hmm. that imply. This is predictive policing. That's how far it's gone. And uh, Elon Musk has warned us, the Tesla guy, he had a Tesla who was one of the wealthiest men in the world. He said, People won't get it till the robots are walking down the street and we're going to be ruled by an artificial intelligence tyrant dictator, he said. And we're moving in that direction. And uh, with you and the, the, listen, read, 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 research, education precedes action. Did you know that there's A6 universities in America that have Confucius Institutes paid for by the Chinese government where they're teaching students about Chinese culture, how good China is? They can't go against anything the Chinese say. You're talking about a government was just exposed last week, having people handcuffed behind their backs and muzzles over their faces being lowered on the trains going to detention centers. 
They have 86 institutes in American universities. Right. So we're asleep, folks, and your so-called news media is not telling you. People like this gentleman here is going to tell you, but you're not getting it from the big boys, so-called. And so all I'm telling people is, if you really care about freedom, and I'm not sure most people do. Most people, you know, if they have a donut in their mouth and a cup of coffee at Starbucks, they're, they're going to be fine. But there's going to come a time when someone's going to grab you from the back of your head like they do in China, by the way. And I have people who have gone to China and have seen it. Grab you from the back of your head, rip you into the streets and put you in a police car and drive off. What did he do? They don't know. So all it takes is, listen, under the Obama administration, they were, they were doing extremism reports, watching everybody. The Department of Homeland Security does threat assessments on all homes in America now. They go from green to red. If you own a weapon, you have a red. People wonder why sometimes cops show up at the door and they're agitated. The police have all that information on their screen devices. And one reason they've slammed a few people down because they have a gun. They might have a gun. You have Douglas Lamp, uh, Duncan Lamp, the guy in Maryland who was shot through the window about a month before the George Floyd issue in his bed with his girlfriend. He was a Second Amendment advocate. No one cared about that one. They just executed the guy and went on. Right. Uh, and I'll tell you this, in March, under the CARES Act, over about $2 billion of, it, of uh, equipment was passed out to police across the country. They have, again, do you think they're going to defund the police? Come on, wake up. In March, right. they were already giving them uh, all kinds, of, and this is drones, Chinese drones, by the way. The, the police are using Chinese drones in this country, Americans. So I can say if I drew a picture of the United States and an outline of it, I'd put made in China in the middle of it. We're moving in that direction. If we don't reverse some of this, if you don't wake up and go down to your local college and say, what is this Confucius Institute? Please give us a report. What are you teaching the kids here? I mean, you're dealing with a monstrous a totalitarian government that won't let people travel if they say the wrong word. Right. And that's, again, we're headed in that direction. And you think we're fighting with China? Hey, watch out. If you P.O. them off too much, man, you won't be able to go to uh, Target or, you know, your, your fancy stores and get all that Chinese materials that you that are there so we're in a mess and the question is and I've, I've been trying to wake people up screaming from the top of the hill and get like wake up wake up wake up and do something so the message is uh, who's the fault and i say this in my book especially battlefield america who is the fault here it's because of the american people because we sit on our butts you may not see all this but you never see it listen when the nazis were Finally getting the, the people they were arrested in the Nazi concentration camps, <clears throat> it was too late to do anything. They showed up and started dragging people out. By that time, it was too late. Uh, they had already taken total control. And they're really moving in that direction now. They're moving in that direction now. With this Portland incident recently with these special response teams uh, coming in out of nowhere and grabbing people and stuff like that, that's what you see in China. And how many people know this? At Fort Benning, Georgia, now they're building uh, over a million-dollar simulated town where these special response teams you saw in Portland are training against American citizens, how to control them. Man, there's so much information out there. Again, <laughs> I'd say go to our website if you want more detailed information. I footnote everything. I don't conspire. I just report. And get the information. And, uh, I mean, if you, if you care for your kids, you know, get – we give out a, a, a Bill of Rights pamphlet that discusses the Bill of Rights. You can teach your kids at home. 
because the public schools aren't doing it. The so-called schools are indoctrination centers and uh, where kids are just learning to move forward like this. America doesn't even rate in the top 10 in literacy, but we spend more on education than any country in the world. What in the hell is going on, folks? They take all your money and put it in these, these uh, so-called educational institutions. <laughs> and the kids have trouble thinking. They're not challenged anymore. One reason is because of political correctness. Uh, we need more rebels. We need more people. Listen, you're an independent human being when you can say, no, I disagree with you. Stick it, man. And that's what we need more people saying that. Stick it. And, uh, you know, but again, many people have been warning about this for years. I mean, in books, Orwell, Philip K. Dick. Uh, things like that. Some of John Carpenter's movies, uh, They Live. If you haven't seen that movie, you need to take a look at it because that was 1987. And he was talking about this weird, subversive government that was controlling everything. And so what happens when we find out that there's a deep state? The FBI revealed it in the memo. It got leaked. Uh, and I was one of the first people to report on that, by the way. And what's the deep state? Facebook, Google. We're run by a fascistic kind of government, by the way. Fascism is what Mussolini and Italy called corporatism. You get mm -hmm. the corporations in. Hitler said that capitalism couldn't survive in a democracy. You needed fascism for it to survive. That's an actual quote from Hitler. That's the way modern politicians think. I don't give a damn who's in the White House, by the way. You ever seen The Wizard of Oz? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, in a... Uh, a former NSA agent referred to me, and I, it kind of struck me once. About six, seven years ago, he had read what, my book, Gun of the Wolves. He said we referred to the president as Oz. And I went, what? <laughs> and then the deep state memo came out about two years later, and I went, oh, I get it. There's people underneath them. They call it the seventh floor group. It's seven floors down under the ground. And by the way, the government has bunkers all over the United States. Look up Mount Weather. They're prepared for any kind of emergency, but you know who they're not building bunkers for? We, the people. Yeah, I hear that. It is just outrageous. I mean, I 100% agree with you. It seems like the um, the current powers that be are definitely trying to emulate the Chinese system. Um, uh, like you're talking about, I mean, we know in China they have these social credit scores, but very few Americans know that cops are using these these social credit systems right now to keep yeah. track of everybody. Um, one cops, of the across the, you know, cops across the United States have secret watch lists now. They're hmm. watching social media. The John Whitehead, you, sir. Right. We're <laughs> both on watch lists. No matter where you move or whatever, you're tracked because you are considered a weirdo, an extremist. An extremist is anybody that says, I want freedom. I want freedom. They want social conformity. And you're absolutely right. It's the social credit system. Like I say, the Department of Homeland Security began doing threat assessments on houses uh, under the Obama administration. And they're watching what we do, or the guns you buy. They don't want you to have a gun, as we know, because they don't want you defending yourself. And mm -hmm. when you have uh, police, and again, I've been involved in some situations where police have met with me before a situation, and they said basically stepping down. And I had one actually tell me, one department, that they were afraid of Antifa. They were afraid. And I, I looked at them. They were sitting around the room with guns on their hips. And I was going, you're loaded to bear and you're afraid? What in the world is going on here? And that's why you're seeing a lot of this rioting and crashing and all this crap we're seeing. 
again, that plays into the hands. Once they get the citizens aimed at one another and smashing each other, the government takes control. Right. They know they got you because you're dumb. John Lennon said it best. They'll tweak your beard. They'll call you names just to make you get violent. And once you do that, again, Martin Luther King, who nobody listens to anymore, said, don't do it. It, again, increases the power of the government. Don't get violent. And, I mean, a lot of the kids coming out of schools today, again, they don't have any depth. They don't understand these great thinkers. And that's why you're seeing a lot of them getting into the streets and getting kind of far out, mm-hmm. which, again, what does it benefit? The, how does it benefit them and freedom in the end? Right. Well, I definitely wanted to get into, you know, what's going on with the whole Black Lives Movement matter and the George Floyd situation, <laughs> because you've been talking about demilitarizing the police for years. Yeah. Um, so you, I mean, you, you're well aware of the problem well before, you know, this thing hit the mainstream media a few months ten ago. Year, 10 years ago, I was talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, what are your feelings about how it's presenting itself now? Because as you've already discussed, you know, we're seeing this, I, I feel like it's a divide and conquer. I mean, I'm yeah. not saying that people of color aren't, uh, y- you know, affected disproportionately, but the militarization of the police affects all of us. You know, it's an issue that we we all need to be aware of. You've been you've been pushing this just in, in those terms. Um, do you want to touch on that for a sec? Well, uh, are we really going to demilitarize the police? How can you de- demilitarize the police? Uh, one local police department recently, the city council voted, by the way, that they would uh, stop militarizing the police and just don't take any more gifts from the federal government. The police chief at that same uh, institution told me earlier that he had a warehouse full of MRAPs, grenade launchers. Right. <laughs> right. Drones. I mean, come on. They're not, they're not going to demilitarize. You're going to get a facial, kind of a facial, and they conspire more than, the, the government conspires more than the American people. And, do I really think and listen, these special response teams in Portland were a warning, man. They're yeah. jumping out and camouflage. I'm a former infantry officer. Uh, that was the military, man. That was the military coming ready to pop people in the head. And the government's urging that to happen. And why are that happening? Because a lot of the cops are not doing their job. If they stood up and, and actually confronted some of these people and backed them off and did a, did a good job in a peaceful way. And again, I've tried to work with police departments to getting them to do that and getting prepared well before any of these marches and things and mm-hmm. promoting peace and those things. They're not doing it. So it's uh, getting, thinking that the police are going to go away and not have guns is insane. They're going to get stronger now. Like I said, in March, the CARES Act was passed. How, what was March? A couple months ago? Right. Two trillion dollars worth of military, more military equipment and drones were given to police departments. Now they're stocked up. Okay, they'll say we won't take any more equipment for a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're going to go low key on that. I think. And nobody's and think, talking about. I understand. You know, again, I've been I've seen this for years. Blacks getting their heads smashed. I mean, it's it's been happening for so many years. And finally, somebody wakes up and says it's happening. I mean, but. I know this, that in terms, if you're talking back to a cop today, a lot of them, and they're not trained very well. I talk to policemen who work mm-hmm. in the military academies who tell me they're trained mil- militarily, by the way, in the in police academies. Right. Getting, you know, you're not going to be 
it's going to be a very difficult thing unless there's only one hope I see in this whole paradigm we're looking at, and that's that people getting really strong and active on the local level and actually doing their job. Not saying don't take any more bombs and MRAPs, which are tanks on wheels, but going down and saying get rid of them. Get rid of this stuff, man. What do you need it, this, this community for? Towns of 5,000 people have MRAPs, grenade launchers, sniper rifles, all kinds of weird, strange electronic equipment that they can come to your door and get your name and face immediately, and they got all, your entire history. I mean, do we want to live? Does that make you feel safer? I mean, the George Floyd thing was a signal. It says you're, really, you're not going to be the, all that safe. All you got to do is talk back. And here's the point, though. We have a right to talk back. Mm-hmm. The Constitution starts with those three words, we the people. That means we are the government. But most people sit back and go, Donald Trump's the government, or if Biden's elected, he'll be the government, or Barack Obama. No. The plan was that they worked for us. We were the masters and they're our servants. But listen, I used to see on every police car as a young man, protect and serve, protect and serve that drove by. Today, that's gone. Sheriff, police, black cars, the black outfits, by the way, which Darth Vader wore black. And the reason is it's authority. I'm the authority. You either shut up or get your head smashed if you talk back to me. And you should be able to tell a cop, F you, whatever you want to. That's your business. I mean, why should they be allowed to kick you in the head, you know, and beat the crap out of you? Why do they get to shoot people and they go and leave and come back and get a better job? If you accidentally drop a gun and shoot somebody, you'll go to jail. You'll never be able to own a weapon. Is that how you treat equality in the country? We're not equal. We're slaves. And we're putting up with it. We're voluntarily slaves. And again, with kids today, I see them with these screen devices. I try to talk to young people today, and they glance at me. They're looking at some program or something. I'm going, wow, Facebook and Google, they're having fun controlling your thought. And again, they do work with the NSA and the CIA. Oh, wow. Good. That's your brain. And they're making us extensions of the technology now. They're treating us like data. And artificial intelligence, as it takes over, will treat us like data to be erased if necessary. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, we're seeing this total technocratic takeover, really. And our boundaries in terms of individual rights versus what this authority wants, including the artificial intelligence, which apparently is going to be the authority of the future. Um, And people have no concept again. I mean, just in the last couple of minutes here, let's let's go back. I mean, one of the things I'm thinking about, you're talking about education. Nobody's educated about about human rights. I've been told in my own community from people at my local radio station, they don't care about freedom of speech. It's like these ideas that individuals should have freedoms uh, are actually pushed into the background. People aren't discussed. uh, They they don't have conversations about it. They're not educated about it. And now talking about it, you're liable to get labeled as a a right-wing extremist. uh, And then, you know, they're going to come for you. (laughs) Well, you're now now you're on the watch list. And it, it just uh, amazes me that it's come to this, that you can't even have this perspective of, you know, what about people who disagree? Don't they have a right to talk? Y- you know, don't they have a right to protest? Uh, you know, one of the things that really shocked me months ago when the first shelter in place orders were coming down, and maybe you could even speak to this because now we're in a state of emergency with coronavirus. So this has changed. Is it even a democracy right now? Or is it a dictatorship because of this state of, as soon as they call that state of emergency, then 
you know, these these typical democratic boundaries are all shut down as long as they can call it a, a, an emergency. Um, and if you're complaining about it, and this is the thing, like even the very beginning of this all, when the shelter in place orders came in, I'm thinking, you know, this has just stripped us of our right of freedom of assembly and not a peep, not a peep from anyone just to say, shouldn't we have a conversation about this before we go through with it or before, you know, I mean, it's just shocking to me that people, you know, are, are so willing to let those boundaries between their personal choices and what the government can tell them to do, just toss those boundaries aside. Although I will say it's interesting in the last couple of days with the Portland thing, that now we're seeing people on the left saying, hey, what about our constitutional rights? <laughs> you know, yeah. And it's like, well, I wish you guys were talking Maybe about that yeah. six months ago or five years ago or 10 years ago like you were. <laughs> the point is, how do you keep your dog friendly? Throw him treats and right. give him a few petting, okay? And that's what they do to us. Uh, as long as they can, you can you know, eat your little treats, watch your TV, and a lot of people are satisfied with that. But that's mm -hmm. been the... History of the human race, by the way. It always has been. The human race has always been, and the people out on the front lines, again, I go back to Martin Luther King, who got a, a hollow point bullet through his head. And I always, I agree with the King family. I think the government shot him. Mm -hmm. uh, people that speak out in the past, you can go back, way back to the Roman history of putting people like, putting people on crosses and torturing them because they disagree with the Roman Empire. People like Jesus Christ and on down the list. It's, We've seen it for years, you know, over in Europe, all the way through the Middle Ages, you know. it's It's been the people in power who have the money, want to keep it. They're greedy, and money has a way of destroying people's minds. So the only thing, and, I, and I'll say this, James Madison, who wrote our Bill of Rights, said we ought to mistrust all those in power. Mm -hmm. Ladies and gentlemen listening to this program today, put that in your head. We ought to mistrust all those in power. Money has a way. I, I'm a, I've sued in out of Washington, D.C. for 40 years. It is the most corrupt place I've ever been in my life. A recent report by university professors says um, kind of weird people that are, you know, in the power and money and all that stuff, they basically congregate in Washington, D.C. Your representatives spend three days a week raising money for the next campaign, and we're paying their bill to get water, free water and flowers and food and trips to the golf course. Mm -hmm. Money has a way of screwing people's heads up, and they get into money and they change. I've had friends, by the way, who've inherited money, and all of a sudden all they're caring about is to make sure their lawn is going to be perfect for them and they're going to be able to do this or do that and uh, drive around their limo. And they don't care about the little people. But And that's the key. We've lost, and this is the most important thing we've lost in our society, is empathy. Mm -hmm. Empathy for one another, caring for them. We have homeless people. We have, again, all the people who have been shot by police over the years. Many, again, many, again, black people, you know, disproportionately. We know all this stuff. And we've kept our mouths shut. And, all it takes is one little weird thing, and then we wake up for a while, and we go back to sleep. The COVID-19 thing has got everybody freaked out. All it takes is some kind of crisis, and government operates from that. That's how they get their power. Mm -hmm. And again, you said it, divide and conquer. Once they get us divided and arguing over stupid things like politics and this and that, and let's say that the deep state actually exists, and you're voting for somebody 
Who are you? <laughs> You're voting for the deep state to stay in power? I right. mean, listen, we got to really be careful. We ought to mistrust all those in power. Teach your children's that. You know, that doesn't matter. At your local school or whatever. I mean, as a kid, I got in a lot of trouble in school because I would raise my hand and say, why are we doing this? And they'd go, you, decide, you go down to the principal's office right now. And what I learned early on was you open your mouth, you say the wrong thing, they'll try to kick you in the head. And that's going to happen. But you got to persevere. You got to persevere. If you have empathy and care about other people, get out there and help other folks. There are a lot of people who need help out there in the community. Uh, organizations that need that need help that are doing a lot of good things, and uh, it's <clears throat> we're down to my opinion. We got a few years left. Yeah. And again, I, there are people that I know that work in government higher up who said we don't have any time at all. It's gone. And you said it. There's a technocracy. Uh, something odd is taking over right now, and I call it artificial intelligence, whatever you want to call it, but. I mean, in China, you have newscasters who are synthetics. They're not even real people giving the news now. They look <laughs> right. like real people. Uh, that's coming. And, you, you, again, we mistrust what you see on the news. Don't believe what some newscaster is seeing, who, by the way, is reading it off a teleprompter written by someone else. Mm-hmm. I've been on a lot of TV shows, folks. I've seen them. And they have trouble communicating logically when they're looking at you and because they're their brains are simply fried. They're, they, they're there because they're so-called celebrities. But wake up, go to Rutherford.org. There are other good websites out there. Read the books, sign up, get our newsletters, get informed, get education. Education precedes action. And I'll point, I'll look at you. If you call me and say, why is this happening? And I, look, I said, have you gone down to your local city council and picketed? Have you got your neighbors together to fight this? And they'll say, no. I'll say, well, I'm pointing my finger at you now. You're the reason. It's up to we, the people, to change this damn thing, and we can do it. Yeah. I think we can do it, but you gotta get, we gotta get united and follow through, and don't think that politics is going to save us because it never has. Yeah, pretty crazy. I mean, you know, I find it amazing now that people who point out the corruption in the system, and like you say, just take a trip to Washington D.C., spend a couple of days <laughs> there. And figure it out. And then trusting these corporate and state actors, which again, as you've described, I mean, this is fascism. They're working together, these public, quote unquote, public private partnerships, where they're working together. Bird was in the White House in October. He had two meetings with President uh, Trump, and they wouldn't tell us what he was meeting there for. I mean, if I go up to the and knock on the door, the outside fence, and say, I'd like to talk to the president, I'll say, get the hell out of here, or you're going to be dead probably. Right. Rich people just walk in and walk out and dance and party and have fun. And they have underground bunkers, by the way, down below all those buildings. I was taken on a tour once, but some guy said, I'm going to give you a treat. He took me under the Capitol building. I had never seen it. It's all these underground tunnels and rooms and stuff. Wow. I didn't even know that. This, yeah. this was years ago. And I said, where in the hell am I at? This is, again, like John Carpenter's They Live. The weirdo creatures are running things and it's going to take the real people to change things and i'm calling on real people to do it well i hear you john um looks like uh we're hitting on that 30 minute point where you wanted to kind of close it up do you want to uh any kind of closing comments it seems like you've you've kind of said it said it but uh maybe give out the website one more time yeah i'll go to rutherford.org o-r-g rutherford.org and you can see you can get signed up for all our materials and get out my weekly commentaries 
And those will educate you. You may not agree with it, but at least it'll pick your brain a bit and make you maybe want to go do something and uh, get down to your local city council and change things. That's the only hope, folks. Washington, D.C. does not listen. Well, very good. I highly recommend to uh, everybody who's listening that they check this out. John Whitehead, uh, constitutional lawyer, been uh, fighting for our rights for a long time now. Really appreciate your work. Uh, This has been Doug McKenty. I am your host. This is The Shift. You can find out more about The Shift uh, at The Shift with Doug McKenty on YouTube, on Facebook. I'm at D. McKenty on Twitter. And you can check out my website at www.theshiftnow.com. Very good, John. Thanks a lot for showing up. I really appreciate it. And thanks again for your work. And I hope people do take uh, take you to your word and, and start going to, to their local government and saying, hey, we've had enough. Let's, uh, let's put an end to this. I hope so. Anyway, thank you, sir. You bet. Take care. Well, all right, everybody. Uh, another excellent interview. I really am having so much fun doing these interviews these days. Uh, everybody's got so much to say. <laughs> I just kind of can't wait to see what comes my way, the, these different people that are coming on the show and giving different angles for what's happening. But this particular one uh, was pretty incredible and just um, so necessary during this time. Like I said in the introduction, these first six months of 2020 have just been unbelievable in terms of the stripping away of the constitutional rights of every American and something I think we should all be concerned about. I was just blown away when they started the whole shelter-in-place thing way back in March and not a, a single conversation about uh, taking away the right of assembly. I mean, how are we going to uh, stand up against, you know, political encroachment, police encroachment uh, on our civil liberties? Um, something that happened right right after that, of course, is the 5G rollout. I think there would have been a lot of people up in arms and protesting that whole move. Uh, but we were all sheltering in place. So, you know, nothing was able to happen. Um, so we've seen a lot of this. Uh, really pushing by state actors, uh, not just uh, not just in terms of the COVID stuff, but also in terms of the Black Lives Matter uh, situation, where now we're seeing these uh, unmarked federal agents coming in to cities like Portland and just snatching people off the streets. So things are getting really dangerous. Um, this was a pretty short interview, I got to say. John's pretty busy these days. He only gave me 30 minutes, so I think I'm just giving it out as a freebie for everybody. Um, you know, so you can get the message out. Also, probably one of the easiest interviews I've ever done. I think I asked him three questions the whole time, but he was able to just keep going uh, because he has so much to talk about. This issue is so important, and I hope uh, everybody's really been paying attention. I do urge everyone to go check John out. Uh, the blogs at rutherford.org are awesome. The stuff that he's been uh, writing for the last couple of months really does keep you up to date as to what's going on in terms of um, all this push by big government to take more and more control. Uh, I'm especially concerned whenever you see these public-private partnerships because the government, of course, is working in tandem with these large corporations now uh, to accomplish just about everything that it does. Everything's been quote-unquote privatized, but you know, remember when you privatize a, a government agency, that's not called a free market, that's called fascism. So <laughs> let's keep those things clear. It's so difficult, actually, to have a conversation about economics these days because people are so confused about the difference between a free market that's about Main Street mom and pops and corporate fascism, which is what they, you know, the euphemism of privatization or public-private partnerships is all about. So... <laughs> Uh, but these uh, public-private partnerships, certainly how they've been rolling out 
the bulk of this surveillance state over the last couple of decades. John's been working on it since uh, 1982. So a lot of great information from him. Hope you got something out of it. Uh, again, check out uh, rutherford.org to find out more about his work. And of course, you can find out more about The Shift at The Shift with Doug McKenty on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, I am also on Twitter at McKenty uh, or the website at www.theshiftnow.com. Uh, thanks everybody for listening and uh, hope you check it out again next week. Take care. <laughs>